today's gobbledy is brought to you by the internet five years ago with the internet five years ago you can get anything delivered to your house in a box whether it's stuff to make for dinner meat makeup toys for three-year-olds clothing or mattress it all comes in a box thanks to the internet five years ago thanks for sponsoring Hi, this is Jared Blank. Welcome back to the Gobbledy Podcast. If you read the newsletter last week, uh, I talked a little bit about the new golf tour called Live. Uh, and I've been really fascinated for some reason with what is happening with this new golf tour, the old current existing golf tour, and why the two factions are snipping at each other in a way that makes both of them look terribly. And I decided that I want to talk to my friend Nick Green, who runs a group called Progressive Sports and also another one called McDuff Golf, both involved in the golf marketing uh, world. Nick's been in, in, in the golf marketing world for a really long time. He's run tournaments. He's represented golfers. I wanted to talk to him about what is happening there. And even if you're not interested in golf, which I more than understand as I myself, I'm not that interested in golf. I really wanted to talk to him more broadly about what happens when a new, incredibly well-funded competitor shows up and how do you respond? Because the PGA Tour has responded terribly. And I've been thinking a lot about how this applies to uh, marketing more broadly, certainly in software marketing and e-commerce. What happens when a really well-funded competitor shows up at your doorstep and how do you respond to that? And I think in the in the coming year or so, as things shake out in the financial world, we're going to see lots of companies struggling to deal with well-funded competitors who have managed to survive the last uh, difficult period uh, and end up on the other side okay. And how do you how do you manage that? And what are what are the possible responses you have? I would love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, responses, guests you think I should talk to. It's Jared at sagelet.com. Email me at J-A-R-E-D at S-A-G-E-L-E-T-T dot com. Here's Nick Green. Uh, Nick Green of Progressive Sports. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jared. It's great to be here. So, Nick, uh, what does Progressive Sports do? We, uh, well, I wear a couple of hats. Progressive Sports is one. We are a management company. Uh, we represent professional golfers. Uh, across uh, a number of tours, all of the professional tours. Uh, and we represent uh, hockey players who are in play in Europe and play uh, in the NHL. So uh, and anyone my other hat, yep. yeah, my, my other hat, McDuff, um, I help different companies and consult to different companies in the world of golf. So as long as we're talking about golf, I'll be absolutely fine. Don't ask me about anything else. Can I ask you about hockey? No. The, the British are not known for their hockey prowess. I have my business partner uh, and, and a very, very able-bodied young man manage a hockey business. That is not me. That is not you. Uh, so the reason I wanted to talk today where it was twofold. One was about the, uh, actually, I've been calling it LIV tour, but is it live or LIV? Well, people are calling it the live golf tour. LIV, okay. LIV in Roman numerals is 54. Um, and as they play 54 holes, they call it the LIV golf tour. Ah, so they're playing 54 instead of 72. Correct. Yes, yes. perfect. 
look at that. Look at that. It's a, the math I understand. So I want to talk about what's going on with that because I find that confusing. I also find uh, golf marketing very, very interesting. So I want to talk about that piece of the business. But I think that uh, the, the live tour situation uh, has uh, broader implications for marketers all over the place marketers being people who listen to this podcast, uh, about what happens when a giant, very well-funded competitor comes along and, and what do you do? But can you explain what is going on with what is live and why are people talking about it? Uh, people are talking about it. Uh, people are very upset about it. Uh, golf is a quite extraordinary sport slash game. I don't get upset at either. Uh, in that there are many governing bodies. Uh, and I'll briefly explain what they are. It goes very deeply. The rules are covered by two organizations, the United States Golf Association and the Royal and Ancient in St. Andrews. The four majors are all four different organizations. The Masters is Augusta Natural Golf Club. The US Open is United States Golf Association. The PGA Championship is the PGA of America and the Open is the RNA. The PGA Tour has nothing whatsoever to do with any of those majors. Uh, so people are, are generally confused anyway. There is the PGA of America is the organization that governs PGA golf professionals who work in golf shops and pay their dues to be a member of a professional organization. The PGA Tour is where you'll see Rory McIlroy and you would have seen Phil Mickelson before he defected. In, on the professional side of things, you have a, quite a number of tours, the PGA Tour being the 800-pound gorilla. You have the European Tour now who've sold their marketing rights to the naming rights to DP World, which is Dubai Ports in the UAE. You have the Asian Tour. You have the Japan Tour, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. South African Tour, there are many of them. Now, what is happening is, uh, and there's, there was a precursor to this, dating many, many years back, 50 years ago, the PGA of America used to run professional golf, i.e. the PGA Tour. And Nicholas and Palmer at that time uh, wanted an organization that catered for their interests solely. And so that was the first breakaway. I'm very old, so I don't remember that exactly, but I've read a tremendous amount about it. So there was this breakaway tour that became the PGA Tour. Fast forward 30 years, then Greg Norman, the same Greg Norman of Live Golf, tried to do it in the mid 90s with Fox, Fox's money. Now, under the auspices of the PIF, the Public Investment Fund, which is managed by the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia, he's trying to do the same thing again. So he's saying, OK, all you guys on the PGA Tour are not taking, getting taken care of. You're not making enough money. We, got, we have a better product. And not only do we have a better product, we have the money and the resources to support that better product. That better product is, uh, is the live tour. If it's better or not, is very much up to for debate. And everybody's jumping on saying it's awful or it's great, but it's far too early to tell. So 
why with all of these this tangled web which is yes. one funny thing after i had written a newsletter alluding to this last week my father sent me an email explaining uh, very similarly to what you just said like well you know you said the pga but you meant the pga tour because the pga refers to this and the right. usga i was like i don't have enough space in no, a newsletter no. even in a virtual newsletter uh, to print all of that but um this is why we have the podcast with with that tangled web of interests, why does it matter that one more has come along? Well, it is a, it's a spaghetti soup for sure. I mean, it's very hard to if you're not in the business and living this day to day to keep track. And quite frankly, why should anybody care? I mean, you know, professional golf is one thing, and golf as a game where ninety nine point nine percent people play, they don't really care about BJ and what it is and what it's called. Uh, it is it matters because in from a business perspective in my opinion the pga tour has taken their eye off the ball ratings are falling it's like any product category if the if something's happening sales are falling activity is less online whatever's going on within your marketing mix if something is radically changing you better either do something about it or someone's going to come along and take it from you and that essentially is what Norman, Greg Norman tried to do 30 years ago, but he didn't have the funding. And now he looks over his shoulder and he's got Saudi money to the tune of, depending on again, who you believe, hundreds of millions of dollars. He's thrown out the number $200 billion. $200 billion. $200 billion. <laughs> okay. Can that now, be right? Can that be right? That, that's what he's saying. It's 10 years. And you do the math. It's 10 right. year deal, 200 billion, 200 million a year. Now, allegedly, they paid Mickelson, Phil Mickelson, 200 million to come over to the other side to the LIV and Bryson DeChambeau, 125. You know what? Everybody loves throwing out these numbers, meaningless numbers, but none of us have seen the contract or very right. few people have seen that contract. It just makes good headlines. So the tour, the tour has finally realized they better do something about this. So the tour's reaction uh, extraordinarily was to ban the players who've gone over to the LIV. And whether that's restraint of trade will be, uh, we'll find out. Because players play on the European tour and then can come over here and play. Correct. They, they, you can you can play on other tours. Is that is that you can, my play other, you can play on other tours, but you have to have to what we call get a release. So you have to have a release from the tour that you are a member of to go and play on the other tour. And I've exercised releases for players many many times, and there normally isn't any problem at all. X Y Z player who's on the PGA tour. Hey, he wants to go back to Sweden because it's his home event, and right. it's almost a rubber stamp. Yeah, of course he can. Yeah, no problem at all but thanks for letting us know. Now what's happening is these players have said, we're gonna go play the LIV and, the, and Jay Monahan's put a line in the sand and said, all 17 of you who've gone to the LIV and taken the Saudi money, the competitors money, I'm banning you all. And, and Jared, this thing is moving very fast. There's a meeting on Tuesday, we're now Monday the 20th, on Tuesday, there's a meeting at 7.30 in the morning at the Travelers with the players. At two o'clock tomorrow afternoon, the DP World Tour is making a statement about what they're going sure. to do. So it is a show and a half. So does the PGA believe that banning 
the players from playing over there is the, the that's their only solution, right? There's no, there's no part two to this. They're basically saying, if you're playing here, you can't play there. And that's how we're going to deal with $20 billion or whatever, whatever you said. 200 billion. That's how we're going to deal with our competition. Again, a few of us are kind of got, uh, Jay, Jay Monahan's position, the commissioner of the PGA Tour has been very clear from the beginning. I will not listen to these people. They don't exist. I'm not taking a meeting. It's almost like a badge of honor. Uh, and, you know, it's the old Godfather 2 expression, keep your friends closer and your enemies closer. He has not taken that position. He said, this is terrible. It's bad for golf. Uh, this is not you know, going to grow the game, which is the most overused phrase in the history of, of, of our game, because none of this is growing the game. Norman's group isn't growing it. The PGA Tour isn't growing it. It is just ticking along. very. The best, best grower of golf ever was COVID. You want to grow the game strategy. Let's have a pandemic. <laughs> so, you know, he, he's essentially that's his his strategy is we will ban you and he will unquestionably this will go legal. Already how, several players have said that. How much does this have to do with the fact that Saudi Arabia is tied into it or is Saudi Arabia being involved the scapegoat for his decision? That's a great question. I think it's it's elements of both. I think the Saudi money is really the tipping point and is the emotional crutch on which they're leaning. Uh, and Jay's thrown out 9-11 and, and all of these things. And everybody knows what the Saudis done. It's been, it's been dreadful. Uh, but human rights violations happen on every country in the world on a daily basis. We just don't happen to read about it. And I, using that and saying this is Saudi money, it's dirty money, it's sports washing. Well, the Olympics is, it was in Russia two years right. ago. The, the soccer, the, the World Cup's in Qatar in three, four months time. Uh, you know, China has a Volvo, China Open. The European Tour sanctioned with the PGA Tour held an event in Saudi two years ago. So the, the, it's a slippery foundation at best. How would you've been involved in golf marketing for a couple of years? Uh, how would you how would you counsel the PGA to have handled this? What could they have done? I understand there's some petulance, there's some annoyance and anger. Uh, I think they it seems like they took it a little bit personally and responded emotionally in a way that I thought was uh, off putting. How, how should they have dealt with this? Or well, how should they deal with it? For one, they this is the opportunity. If they align themselves with the European Tour, they already are a shareholder in the European Tour, the DP World Tour. Uh, this is the opportunity, and we may see this still happen for the PGA Tour with the European Tour, South African Tour, whatever else. It won't be the Asian Tour because the LIV is investing in the Asian Tour, that they could really create a world tour. Now you're going to have a scenario where you've got two potential world tours. The PGA will be in lock, will be locked horns with the LIV, but uh, I I find it hard to fathom that the executive board at the PGA Tour would not say to the chief executive, "You need to get in a room and talk to these people," and you may not like it, and you may not like what you hear, but let's at least listen to what they have to say. You don't have to jump into bed with them, and all of a sudden now we're the Saudi PGA Tour but they have access to unlimited funds. And this is professional sports. And it works, it works fine for world soccer. It works fine for Formula One. It worked well for the ladies European tour who played an Aramco event, the biggest public mm -hmm. company in the world last week. 
and nobody said anything. They just played and they played for a million dollars and everyone seemed to be fine. <laughs> I had not heard about the, uh, the women's tour. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine a world, I was thinking about, uh, about soccer, where there are, there's FIFA and then there's regional, there's regional uh, the, uh, soccer association, football associations that run things regionally. There's, there's events in between that have the teams playing in between. So, you know, there, Manchester, will, Manchester United will come over to the U.S. and play in exhibitions. Then you have various cups within there. Can you imagine golf, them just becoming, you know, they do a 50 million, five $50 million events that are global events. Is that what happens to live? Can It feels like they should all be able to work together. If you have a, a governing body that's willing to spend insane amounts of money, why can't they do 10 events in tandem that are kind of a side tour, like a, like a Euro Cup kind of thing that lives alongside all these other events? Is that a possibility or no? It should be a possibility. I mean, you have the four majors, okay? The Masters and the PGA Championship and the Open, the US Open and, and the Open, the British Open. Um, and you would, underneath that, you have all these respective tours. The PGA Tour tried to have this sub-brand, if you like, of events, the World Golf Championships. And, and so this was your second strata, right. if you like, underneath those. But being the PGA Tour, and I'm a, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm from England. And so the Americans think that sometimes the world ends at Long Island and ends in California. They call them the World Golf, Golf Championships, and then they play them in Tucson and Austin and, you know, Florida. Yeah. And they had an opportunity to say, okay, let we, I think twice or something, I don't know the numbers, but some, like they went to Australia and they threw one in Japan just so they could go and have a little bit of a jolly over to another country. They had that opportunity. I think, I don't know, I suspect that they will try that again. I think in the coming days and weeks, they will announce some kind of substrata of events that tries to knock the uh, Live Golf Tour on its head. I don't think they'll necessarily succeed, but I think they will try and compete. Uh, but all they're doing, Jared, is competing with money. Right. Just throwing yeah. more and more money, thinking that's the solution. That isn't the solution. Uh, you, your suggestion of why, you know, all get in a room and try and talk about it and have 10 of these. And you have five of them and you have five of them. Um, and look, why can't we all get along? It's not going to happen. And I think Greg Norman is, is a huge part of that. Because is, is, is what's the deal with Greg Norman? What's the deal well, with Greg Norman? Do people hate it? Do people specifically hate him because he tried to break away thirty years ago, and yes. now there's just animosity? And he has match. You know, I've known Greg Norman since 1977. He has a he has a chip on both shoulders, hmm. and he's going to finally say, "See, I told you guys, we should have done this before." And now he's got a check a, a checkbook, and he can write any number he wants into the checkbook, and it and it clears. Can, is there a way to differentiate the, the because the other way you can deal with a situation like this where you have a competitor with it's literally unlimited money and not only is it unlimited money it's i think it's part of this uh complete rebranding of saudi arabia that they're trying to do like dubai did 30 years ago which they also did right. with golf which they also golf was a big part of to to say we're going to invest in tourism in a way like you've never seen before and what they're up against seems insurmountable. So is, is there a way to differentiate the product here? The, can the PGA Tour differentiate the product in some way? Like, I, I'm not sure what you can do. 
Well, I think, like again, in all product categories, you can make a better product, right? I worked at Kellogg's, so we had the best product. And that's why it was the number one cereal brand, because it was better than Post and General Mills. It just yeah. was. I'm not sure if it is anymore, but it was at the time. And what the tour could do, they could play at better golf courses. They could improve the services to the consumers who come, who they make them park 30 miles away and get on a bus. I mean, just an awful experience. They can make the television experience. Yesterday, Mike Wan, who's the, who's the CEO of the USGA said, because the television product is so bad. There's an ad every, literally every five minutes. And you see the same ad again and yeah. again. He said, it's bad and we need to improve it. So make the product better and also take the product where people are. If you want young people, stop putting it on network television because young people aren't watching network yeah. television. Go put it, LIV, put it on YouTube. That's where, if you want kids, that's go put it on TikTok or whatever. You, you know, find yeah. some ways, hire some people who understand modern media I'm not professing to, to be that guy at all, you, but you need to find some young people and go find the audience and put the product there and make the product better. And if you make it good enough, people will come. And that's what the LIV is trying to do. They're having a rock concert in the evenings. They're making a village where kids can come throw yeah. golf balls around and things. And meanwhile, there's the PGA Tour saying, no, this is why we've done it for 50 years. Well, yeah, you're, and you're doing a one share on the weekend. Yeah. Because it takes five hours to get round. I have a 16-year-old boy who is mad keen on golf. The chances of getting a 16-year-old boy or girl to watch golf for four hours, you, zero. Yeah. So make it bite-sized. Make it five minutes, ten minutes. Make some, you know, drama. Uh, and the guys who run in the PGA Tour, and it is guys predominantly, um, they're just not getting it. <laughs> yeah, so the, the distribution piece is actually really interesting. I think the NBA, the NBA was left for dead 25 years ago and were completely open to changing and recognizing, right. all right, you know what, it's going to be young people who save this and being really smart about allowing their clips to be cut up and put wherever and instead of quashing it and suing YouTube, letting the stuff proliferate. Uh, there, there's, there's a way to do this. And I feel like they haven't, I would hire the NBA's the marketing folks. I feel like there's a way to do this and that the PGA has been so emotional about it. They haven't thought through, oh, there's absolutely a way to take this thing that we have and recast it. And they just, they just won't. I kind of liken it to the way the music business was and how slow the music business was to understand that unless they did something, Napster was going to take over the world. Yeah. They finally realized, okay, we better do something or it's not going to be a music business. We, we are never going to stop these kids with zeros and ones working out how to steal music. And the NBA is a good example. I see on Instagram, Steph Curry shows his warm up, right? Now, the PGA Tour won't allow that. They won't allow, oh no, that's our rights. You can't show it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons this big fights happened because they will not allow any player to show their warm up, them hitting balls, because that's their rights and we own it and we're going to sell it. Well, it's not going to work. Yeah. And things have to change and you have to change your product accordingly. And, and uh, that's why this thing's kicked off and, and Norman's got the funding to do it. 
Uh, Formula One is the other one on Netflix to be able to bring a product that Americans did not have any interest in. And to your point, add the drama to it. And the crazy thing is I'm not a huge golf fan. I watched some of the, the, the tournament, the, the open this, the U S open this weekend and the last few holes were exciting. It was a race to see what happened. And you know, I, I think it just, it's, it's hard. It's hard as a marketer to think you have so much to work with here so much to work with here and to be so unwilling to look at it is is mind-blowing to me right well there's there's too much product for one uh you know week in week out it's hard to distinguish one pga tour event the us open and the majors all of this has done all of this infighting amongst golfers in my opinion elevated the status of the majors You'll, you'll notice that the Masters has not said anything. Yeah. The RNA haven't said anything. The USJ haven't said anything. And the PGA haven't said anything. PGA of America haven't said anything. They're just like, you guys fight it out amongst yourselves. And our four major championships will still be the major championships in 50 years. As much as the PGA Tour says the Players' Championship is the fifth major, you know, it's laughable. It is yeah. not going to be the fifth major. That, and so you, you have to... The, the, it, for the US Open that you watched a few holes, yes, of course it's exciting because it's America's national championship. You can't recreate, of course it was won by an Englishman, but I won't mention that. <laughs> uh, but you can't recreate that in five different cities. It's once a year is the national championship, once is the British Open, et cetera, et cetera. And the masters is the masters. They don't do anything other yeah. than they could create the best environment from a broadcast point of view. They have the best app, they have the best television programming. They have the best communications with their customers. And they operate from a marketing perspective. They are the best in golf. I've said this on Twitter to anybody who'll listen. All the other majors, all they need to do is hire IBM to do their app, who does the app for, for the masters. They need to show the golf free to air so that you can attract people in the right places. Put it on YouTube, put it on your own television, your own website. And, you know, the US Open, they made you go to three networks. You had to start on Peacock, then you had to go to USA Today, and then you ended up on NBC. I mean, you wouldn't do that with any other product. I mean, if you're in the cereal aisle and you want all brand, you have to go four aisles down to get that. Cornflakes are over there. Crazy. It is It is obvious to me, we will look back on the past year, two years and this, the whole thing and like five years from now and be like, well, of course they weren't going to survive. Of course. Of course, it was just going to be a continued slow destruction or worse in 18 months, everyone's affected because who's going to turn down that kind of money. And, and you know, I think, wasn't it Charles Barkley said, listen, if they offered, did you read Charles Barkley's book? No, quote? no. If they offered me 200 million, I'd kill my grandmother. <laughs> You know, I mean, how, how this is life changing generational wealth money, a hundred million dollars, or you can go win the XYZ event on the PGA Tour. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? No, and I'm no. an agent of players. So, you know, agents of players make a percentage of this money. So, uh, from a business perspective, put aside the, all these terrible things in Saudi Arabia. But there are terrible things from other places. The PGA Tour does business with many, many organizations who have vested interests in Saudi Arabia. And yet they never, they obviously, it doesn't, doesn't uh, behoove them to mention that. What, what's the type of conversation you have with a player? Do, do they have these concerns or is, are, are they saying like, where do I make the most money? Like why, why wouldn't they be saying, where do I make the most money? We recently signed a young player and uh, he said, how do I get on the LIV? I said, hmm. well, we asked the question. 
And we have asked the question for two events. Can he come play? And they said, okay, well, he needs to do this and this and this and play in some other events. And maybe he can. And that is he going to get, you know, the last place I think is $180,000 last place. Now, you know, if the tour, the other thing we, we haven't really touched on is the tour supporting these young players coming through. If the tour put money into these developmental tours where these young men are playing for no, literally no money. I mean, yeah. you know, they finished 30th and they win two and a half thousand dollars in Bogota and it cost them $4,000 to get there. If the tour supported those tours with some of the money that they're, they're making on these television deals, which runs to billions of dollars, then you could start saying to these young, listen, this is how we, this is what we're doing to support the network underneath the PGA tour. And again, I would imagine meetings are going on to that effect. PGA tour, Canada, corn Ferry tour, PGA tour um, of uh, PGA tour Latin America. So we'll see what happens this week. Uh, if some, some of those announcements come out. But let me ask the question slightly differently. Why wouldn't someone who just graduated from college uh, and was playing golf at Georgia, why wouldn't they go where the money is? No, the, no reason if, at all. No reason at all. And there are a couple of players. I mean, uh, Peter Uline, who was the son of Wally Uline, who's a, I don't know if he still is, was the chairman of Titleist, Kushner, mm -hmm. biggest golf company in the world, um, has signed to LIV. Now, Peter may not need the money, but they probably, I don't know, I would imagine they'd offered him a considerable amount of money to go. And he said, you know, I was on the PGA Tour, but if they're going to offer me $10, $20 million, then I, I haven't got this 15-year affiliation. I've always played PGA Tour golf. So therefore, I'll just try this new thing. Yeah. And that's what some of the young kids are going to do. There were some amateurs who played in the LIV. The, the first one that was in London and they, they've never played on the PGA. So my guy who said what I said, to, just know if you go to the LIV, there is a chance you may never play on the PGA tour. And his, it was a stupid question because his answer was, well, I've never played on the PGA tour anyway. So why do I care? <laughs> Cause I, I was thinking like they could, to your point about like Latin, the Latin American tour, couldn't they create an infrastructure for, younger players and pay them a living wage and then isn't it all over couldn't couldn't you kill it if you take the pipeline of young players and pay them and give them infrastructure let them tour around some sort of junior tour in europe but throw money at them it's comfortable in a way that flying around to bogota and panama city and guatemala city for zero dollars can't can't they take the pipeline and then there's there's nothing left no absolutely they've got the money to do it i mean they absolutely could do it and they should do it because the, the, the purses on these, what they call development tours are too low for these guys to make any wages. So then your competitor comes along and says, oh, I see you're not making any money over here. Why don't you come with us? What are they gonna do? They're gonna go with the LIV. And the Asian tour, which has also had this major investment from the LIV, from, from the, the public investment fund, they are also going to start attracting new players and young players. Instead of coming to PGA Tour, I'm going to go play in Asia. Great golf courses in Asia, and they look after people, service levels, travel, et cetera, et cetera. Great food. I mean, all sorts of good things over there. Uh, so the, the big, it, it's opening up the choice that the PGA Tour has, has missed this one. They need to act. They should have acted before, but you're going to see something happening very soon here. Do you, do you suspect they capitulate in some way 
You know, I think I, I don't think they will capitulate and it goes unless it goes legal. They've said in no uncertain terms, these 17 players are banned. I don't think this week's Jay Monahan's going to go, you know what? Sorry, no, I was wrong. You're all coming right. back. I think some of the players have already resigned from the PGA Tour, so therefore nothing can happen. They aren't members. And others, Poulter has said, I'm going to sue Ian Poulter because I want to play on the PGA Tour. Phil Mickelson is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour. Uh, that's never been tested. Can you ban right. a lifetime member of the PGA Tour? So we'll, we'll find out. But um, I don't see him capitulating anytime soon, that's for sure. If you're someone who's, uh, if you're a marketer who's been, uh, where you've had your brand plastered over the PGA Tour, does this worry you? How, how are you thinking about this? If, I, if I'm, uh, you know, Rocket Mortgage, who's pretty outspoken about this, but and any of these, uh, any of these companies that are sponsoring events or sponsoring players, what, what are you thinking now? I think, you know, we've represented and we do represent brands who are involved in various tours and advise them. And I think it's a it's a let's sit back and see what happens. But nobody, no, none, no major brand, whether it's Citibank or Travelers with this week coming up, wants to get involved in these essentially political arguments. If, if you're Travelers, you're buying a television package and you're entertaining your clients and you're activating that sponsorship in whatever way that you do. Uh, I don't think they're, I'm sure they're not happy about it. And clearly Rocket that you mentioned uh, pulled their sponsorship from Bryson DeChambeau. Um, but they need to be seen to be doing something. Um, right. and, and so that's what they did. Is that going to change anything? No. And does Bryson DeChambeau care? No. Does this keep brands out of golf? Like, why would you put your money here while all of this nonsense? Absolutely keeps brands out of golf. Absolutely. Why don't we go somewhere that's a little bit safer? As much as we love the demographic of golf and we love the, the audience it talks to, uh, whilst until all of this gets sorted out, uh, it's a risky proposition for us to get involved. And then th this whole... The moment you're mentioning Saudi Arabia and Rocket and other brands, people are running for the hills. And, and we represent the Volvo China Open, our company. And, and it's, a, you know, it's an extremely hard conversation to have because of the pandemic, but also the other activities that happen uh, in, in China. Um, and people bring that up. That said, there are thousands of US companies to do business in China. So it, it, it's definitely not helping golf. This is not a good fight for golf. What's the best outcome here for golf and for you? Well, we're, we're agents, so we make money wherever the players play. I mean, and we're a commercial organization, unlike the PGA Tour, who's a you know, charity, registered charity, five <laughs> ones to six. Um, the, it, it's very difficult to say. It literally is changing every day, Jared. Um, you know, what, and as I say, this week, there'll be announcement of more players. There will be more players go to the, to the LIV this week. And at the same time, the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour, it may strengthen that bond. Or the DP World Tour may say, we're going with the Saudis. And I, we'll see. I suspect they're going to go with the PGA Tour because of the politics of it. But I don't, I have no idea. And I would not bet on it. Is there a single U.S. player who, if they left, it would have 
and outside with Tiger Woods out of the game, is there anyone who could leave where you'd say, okay, well, that, that was the end of it? Or it's just going to be a slow drip of news for. I think tears. it'll be a continued drip. I mean, allegedly, you know, they offered Tiger Woods, you know, five north of five hundred million dollars to go. Who knows if that's real okay. or not? Um, it's a good headline. But I think if you have this continual slow drip, and you have certain players like Xander Schauffele, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Ricky Fowler's allegedly going, whilst he isn't playing that well, he, he's a great he's yep. a great person that, that the young people particularly like if you have this continual drip uh it is a very bad look for the pga tour there's no way around that they can dress it up all they want but remember again they're all jumping up and down oh the u.s open wasn't that great well that's not a pga tour event that's yeah. a usga event it's hard to keep this all track of all this stuff <laughs> yeah yeah it's i have a huge chart on my wall it's like, We'll send it. You can email me if uh, if anyone wants that chart. Nick Green. <laughs> Nick Green, thanks so much for joining. You're Take welcome. Care. Thanks. Bye.